Morning, Free Christian Church. It is so, I'm so happy to be back. It's, uh, it's really good to see all of you. And even though I can't see you all online, I welcome you again. Um, it's just, it feels almost like a homecoming to, to come back here. So um, this season has been an interesting season for us all. That's, I think, the understatement of the year. And uh, as we approach this Christmas season, I vowed a vow. I vowed a vow that I would get a perfect gift for my wife. Now, if you, some of you know me a little bit, but I'm the worst gift giver. You're either going to get money, a gift card, or you're going to get some sort of bottle of wine or spirits. That's probably what's going to end up happening. And it, might, it probably won't be wrapped either. But this year, I vowed a vow I would find Erica a good gift. And so I researched it, and I researched it, and I actually listened. I listened to her. Like, imagine that. You listen to people, and you kind of hear what they want. And so I found what, exactly what I wanted it, and I ordered it, and I waited. And I waited. And as I waited, frustration and anxiety and just started to set in. Was this ever going to come? And, and I was wondering if this promise would be delivered. Because let's face it, 2020 has been a year of broken promises and a year of waiting. And as we enter in and we say goodbye to 2020, we enter into 2021, some of us have this, this sense of heaviness, this sense of broken promises, this sense of waiting, and it's weighing us down. And sometimes we could transfer this, this disappointment to God. We could say, well, God, you have not made good on your promises. And it could feel as if God has abandoned us. But the reality is the incarnation of Jesus Christ was the pinnacle event that unlocked the promises of God. We wait, we wait with this hopeful expectation among the tension of this reality, knowing that the restoration of these promises are bound up in the very person of Jesus. And so the title of today's message is The Restoration of Promise, and we're going to be looking at Psalm 132, and I want to give you a little context to the psalm. Psalm 132 was sang by weary pilgrims. The Jews had been dispersed all over the known world and they would travel to Jerusalem for these major festivals and as they would travel, as they were weary, as they would march towards Jerusalem to celebrate God, they would remember the ultimate promises of God. They would sing these psalms. And Psalm 132 is one of these psalms which they would sing to remember the promises of God. And today we find ourselves as weary pilgrims on this journey and perhaps we're a little weary. And so today what I want to do, I want to look at three ways that the incarnation of Jesus brings about a restoration of promise so that we could walk in anchored encouragement no matter what lies ahead in 2021. So let me pray and ask God to bless our time. Father, we entreat you by the power of your Holy Spirit to come and teach us the things that we do not know. Speak to our hearts. Unlock our hearts attune our ears to hear your voice. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. First, we see that the incarnation of Jesus is about the restoration of the promise of presence. We look at this psalm in verse 1 through 7. It's, it's the psalmist um, imploring God to remember King David's promise. So David had made a promise to make a dwelling place for God. Um, 
a place where the Ark of the Covenant, not Noah's, not Noah's Ark, but that big that box that held the Ten Commandments that signified the presence of the Lord, he promised to make God a dwelling place. And he labored to do that. And the psalmist, psalmist ends with a strong imperative in verses 8 through 10. He says, Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your, your saints shout for joy or produce a song in response to your presence. And then he ends, ends with this imploration. He says, For the sake of your servant David, do not turn your face away from your anointed one. You see, the people of God had been waiting for God to manifest his presence. They had been waiting for so long, and, 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 and as they were walking towards Jerusalem, as they were remembering these promises, these promises um, and, and the patriarchs of old, they longed for God's presence. They longed for him to manifest himself in a very mighty way. They wanted to feel God. Now, when I ordered Erica's present, they gave me an estimated date. And I got excited. Because here's the, the, where, what I, where I ordered her, her gift from was a pretty niche company. So, you know, the box was going to show up and she'd know exactly what it was. And so I set, you know, time aside. I looked at, you know, the FedEx tracking numbers and I was like, okay, they said this date. And so, like, I was like poised. I would say, if the box shows up, Erica, do not look at the box. And I, and I set, time, uh, set, set uh, time aside, but I was let down because it didn't show up. And let's face it, it's, it's tough to be let down by, by people or things when they say they're going to be there and they're not. And for some of us, 2020 has felt like God has not been present. He just hasn't been there. And some of us were like the psalmist, imploring, imploring God to manifest himself in very tangible ways. been tough. We've got to remember that God has responded. God has responded in the most mighty way, mighty way through the presence and the incarnation of Jesus Christ. He's here. He is dwelling. He has broke into our world. And we could be encouraged that Christ is still dwelling with us. We just need to embrace him. We need to embrace him in our everyday and on our new front lines. Our front lines have been changed so many times, right? No longer it may, may it be a place, but it's a space. I mean, we're talking to people that aren't even here. They're joining us online. And some of you, that's a reality. But God is still with us. Christ is still with us. He still dwells with us. And I believe that this is a call for us to embrace a sacramental lifestyle. You see, God speaks through stuff and through people and through relationships. And as we inter inter interface with people, God speaks to those things. You know, no matter what your Christmas Eve looked like this year, God was there. No matter what this new year looks like, God is there. And he wants to do something in that space, in that place. And we need to embrace that. We need to enjoy the things that God has given us during this time. I think this is a call to that, isn't it? So when we, as we enter into 2021, we know God is still very present with us. And he's just calling us to embrace him. So that's the first thing. Second, we see that the incarnation of Jesus is about the restoration of the promise of prominence. Verse 11, 
the Lord swore to David a sure oath from which he will not turn back or, or change direction. One of the sons of your body I will set or I'll fix with authority on your throne if your sons keep my covenants and my testimonies that I shall teach them. Their sons also forever shall sit on your throne. The psalmist here is, is, you know, had, has recounted that the fact that David made an oath to God but then says, listen, but God made, in return, made another oath to David, a better oath. An oath to establish his kingdom forever. Someone from the line of, 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 his, of, his, of his lineage would sit as king forever. However, there's an if involved. And I know for a fact, about a year and a half ago, we looked at some of the lineage of David with the, the different kings. And that line was a disaster. And all seems lost. Now, when I, was on, when I was, my package didn't show up, I went and I looked on the FedEx site, you know, the link they give you? And so I'm like, okay, where is this thing at? So I clicked on there and it pops up and it says, no estimated date of arrival. I had an estimated date of arrival, but now I don't have an estimated date of arrival. And then I find out the package is, it was somewhere in Buffalo, but who knows? Because according to this, it's just been sitting there. And I thought, maybe it's lost. Maybe this package is lost. I found the perfect present. I actually went about and I did this thing right, and this thing's lost. And the thing that was really eating at me was, it was the prominence of the gift. Like, I knew that once I gave this gift to my wife, that, you know, there'd be a level of prominence I would have. Like, it would be like, Brian, you're the best husband ever. And the fact is, is we all seek prominence in our lives. We have this sense of more. We enter these things into, uh, in our lives with the, the promise of prominence. We enter into relationships. This relationship will make things, will make sense. I'll be prominent within this relationship, with jobs, with opportunities. Why? Because we seek to be known. Because when we're known, we feel that sense of prominence and we were created for more. But there are ifs involved. Those ifs. You see, there was a conditional oath that was made by God to David, and, and oftentimes when we enter into these things, these things are conditional, aren't they? If you do this, this will happen. And oftentimes we come up short, or the thing that we seek to gain prominence, to seek to be known, comes up short. Sometimes it even becomes disastrous, and, and we could get discouraged. And I think 2020 has made all of this kind of made it feel a lot much more worse for us. I don't know about you, but I found out things about myself that I wish I did not know. 2020 has, has been a, a rough one. So what do we do? What do we do? We remember. We remember that God makes sure oaths. He doesn't go back on his, on, his, on his promises. We read in Luke 1, 26-38, the, the Gabriel comes to Mary and, and, and tells um, Mary about that she will, be, she will be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And he says, The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and of his kingdom there will be no end. 
We see that Jesus is the fulfillment of this, this promise that God made to David. He accomplishes everything else that the other kings, the disastrous kings, could not do. He fulfills the ifs. And he restores the prominence of the throne of David. And for us, in Christ, the Father gives his most prominent gift. And he makes a for sure oath to us because the most prominent one, Jesus Christ, has fulfilled all of our ifs that we could never fulfill. Jesus fulfills the ifs we could never fulfill. In Christ, our prominence is restored as deeply known and beloved children of the Father, and we are co-heirs with Christ, and nothing could change that, family. Nothing. Church, we can be encouraged knowing that neither life, nor death, nor virus, nor political rulers, nor things present in 2020, nor things to come in 2021, nor powers can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ, we are his prominent kingdom people, and that's a reality. We need to walk in this prominent reality. We need to remind ourselves and remind others of this prominent reality every single day. I think that's a call for us. Every day, remind ourselves of this, that we are prominent in the eyes of the Father in Christ. That we are known. That we are loved. And we need to tell others that. We need to remind them that. If that's an email, if that's a call, if that's a Zoom call, whatever. We need to remind each other of these things. So that's the second thing. Finally, we see that the incarnation of Jesus Christ is about the restoration of the promise of permanence. Verse 13, it says, For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions. I will satisfy her poor with bread. Her priests I will clothe with salvation, her saints with shouts of joy. There I will make a horn to, shout, to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but on him his crown will shine. Here the psalmist gives this vision of Zion in the New Testament lens. Zion is the kingdom. And we get a picture of the kingdom. The kingdom is God's resting place. He is ever present there. He is embodied there. It's, it's not a floaty spirit thing. It's like he's there physically. We see that, that he will abundantly uh, bless with provisions. Satisfy the poor. There will be justice. They will, there will be uh, care there. Her saints will shout for joy. There'll be a horn to sprout for David. It's this idea in which Jesus will rule. And all evil will be dealt with. We see that his enemies will be clothed with shame. This is a picture of the kingdom, the kingdom to come. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is the way life should be. It's the way life should be. And so we see this is a promise of an embodied, recreative permanence. Now I looked at my, I kept doing the refresh thing. When you're on, you know, where, where like you pull up a web page and like you just keep putting a little circle thing to refresh it because you think that it's somehow going to change it. Some of you are laughing. At least Jim, thanks Jim. Thanks for giving me that one. Yes. Because ref- something might change. And so I kept refreshing, refreshing. Finally, it did change. 
It's like, hallelujah, Lord, thank you. Um, and I saw that there was a new posted time. A new posted time of when my package would arrive. And it was going to be before Christmas, so I was excited. All hope was restored. And I think there's a level of hope that we have for 2021. There's, there exists this hope that things will get back to normal. I, I think that there's this sense in which things will be restored, but I don't want to put a like, gloss over this, or I don't want to sound negative on this, but what does it mean for things to get back to normal? Because things will never really get back to normal. The reality is, is there's only permanence, the restoration of all things in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, stepped down from heaven, lived a perfect and righteous life, and was nailed to a cross. While he was on that cross, he felt the wrath, the wrath that we deserve for all the sin that we have done and will ever do. We just sang about this. And Jesus hung on that cross, and he felt the wrath of the Father the first time that he ever felt the separation from, from the Father. First time he ever felt the weight of sin, and he died. But three days later, he was resurrected to new life. And the gospel is nothing less than that, but it's more than that. Because now he's doing a recreative work. He's actually doing some sort of recreation through our lives in some myst- myst- you know, mysterious way. How he does it, I don't know. But he cares about this. He cares about where we're at and what we're doing. And he hasn't forgot about us because the the gospel of Jesus Christ, the promise of permanence, is tied to his sovereign choice to align himself with a particular place, this place, this earth, with a particular people, us, his kingdom people, and a particular political figure, his son, King Jesus. And that's the good news of the gospel. And the incarnation is the signpost that this will happen. That this is a reality. And that's hope. That's real hope. Well, the gift arrived. It arrived, and Erica loved it. Do you guys want to know what the gift was? Okay. The gift was snowshoes. Okay, so check this out. I, I got snowshoes. Some of you are like, snowshoes? Seriously? My wife likes to hike. She loves to hike, and she loves to hike, and she can never hike in, during wintertime when there's snow. And so I researched and researched and found snowshoes because sometimes when you hike in the winter, it gets pretty rough. And friends, we are finding ourselves right now as we're hiking on this journey, it's a little rough. So this time tomorrow, you'll be thinking about 2020. And then you'll be looking towards 2021. And I want to encourage you that God is still on the throne. And his promises are for sure because Jesus Christ has ensured that when he broke into our world. So let me pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your for sure promises, for your for sure oaths that you give us. We know that you are a good and gracious God, that your oaths are bound up in your character and in the person of your son, Jesus Christ. And we know that nothing can separate us from you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for fulfilling the ifs. 
the ifs that we could not fulfill. We thank you for making us prominent only in you. And I pray that as we enter into this new year that you would renew our hope, renew our, renew our hope. Renew our hope. Manifest yourself in a mighty way. Here at Free Christian Church, here in our individual lives, here in our region, here in our country. Manifest yourself. We say, Holy Spirit, come. We love you, Lord, and we just want to give you all honor and glory. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.